building better teams with Southern Cross Leadership Solutions and host, Garrett Harrell. Uh, welcome everyone that's uh, listening or watching. Um, I'm your host, Garrett Harrell. Again, uh, we have not yet got a name for this this thing. <laughs> Three episodes running. Three episodes in. This is the third episode, and this is uh, still a yet-to-be-named, not a podcast. Um, but again, I'm Garrett Harrell. I'm the president and principal consultant of Southern Cross Leadership Solutions, uh, where our purpose is, is to help companies build and sustain badass teams so they can accomplish any mission. Mm-hmm. My partner in crime today... The Robin to your Batman? Yeah, please. (laughs) If anyone's Robin here, it's it's me. Because everybody knows I love to surround myself with people who are smarter and have better hair. And that's why we brought KO. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, Jody Fletcher, executive coach, owner-operator of E5 Professional Coaching, where he helps executives... Focus on self-awareness and generally just be better leaders for their people. Um, and today we have Ko, and I'm gonna probably flub this Kalila. Ooh, Is fantastic! It? Yeah, Kalila. Mm-hmm. Olo Kunola. Yes, fantastic! Man. Wow! All right. Wow! AKA Ko. Ko. <laughs> Which is where we're gonna go. I will introduce her in a second. Um, but yes, and Jody is also a happily average surfer. And in a previous episode, he mentioned that he's not into sports. And I would ask him if that is true or not, because surfing is indeed a sport. Well, I think as we learned in Point Break, it's not a sport, it's a lifestyle. Oh, that's good. That was good. That was really good. Didn't we share a Johnny and Bodie moment recently? I think it was with Mr. Matt Mylot himself. I, th- I think we did, yeah. Yes. And there's a, an amazing poster out there uh, that I told Matt he better keep his hands on. Oh, Otherwise, yes. it's going to come up yes. missing. Um, point break. See, now I'm just going to talk about point break for a second. <laughs> because honestly, one of the best movies ever made. Best um, worst movies, yes. Best, I listen... Listen, yes, because Keanu Reeves is one of the best worst actors That's right. in the industry. Um, but he's a good human. He is a very good human. Yeah. Very good human. He is he's he is a Ted Lasso, so to speak. Oh. Not that I know him personally, but everything I've read, everything I, I've he read. seems like At least guy, what the memes tell. That's right. right? I'd love to drink a beer. Yeah. He sounds like an excellent human being. Yes. Um, excellent, which is a Bill and Ted's excellent. Another Keanu Reeves. We're on a roll. roll. Um, (laughs) We're highly highly intelligent, as you can tell. (laughs) Listen, I got to tell you, my wife has never seen Point Break. Mm. I own Point Break, not only on DVD, but VHS. I actually have a functioning VHS player. Um, For those of you that don't know what that is, please look it up. I don't know if I'd broadcast that because you might have somebody trying to break into your house. Like, this that's is true. A that is a relic. Yeah, it right? is a relic. She's never seen this. Um, in fact, and her her nephew has never seen this. And I've told both of them, you like, I don't know how you've never seen this movie before. It's Americana. It's, it is. It's classic. It like, is classic. It's also Gary Busey at his finest, oh I my. think. Yeah. Give me we, two. Give me two. Utah. Utah. Give me two. <laughs> give me two. Yes. Um, 
Oh man! Well, totally. We quickly time do we start on this because I think I hit the wrong button. We've been going for about four minutes <laughs> okay. on. Uh, that was good. On point break. <laughs> well, we're still rolling, uh, but I'm setting my timer again, so I know this. Okay. Another excellent human being is our guest today, hmm. Ko, and I'm gonna read her read her bio for a second and. Uh, Oh, man, she's got an excellent fun fact, and it's going to lead to a fantastic first question. Um, and you know why I really love the fact that K.O. was here today? She is a paid speaker, right? She is professional. She's going to make us look exceptional today, Jody. I Especially after we cut the intro it's, out, right? Yes, like. it's, yes, it's a tall, tall order. Okay, <laughs> so without further ado, right? So K.O., is the chief people person at True Colors Brewing, all right? And True Colors is a large for-profit brewery founded in 2018 with a tightly integrated mission, which is to stop street violence and unite communities across America. It has a fantastic story, local story for this area, and I will let her speak to it because I, it plays, a, I think, a huge role of where she is today. Um, prior to that role, she served at various levels uh, in human resources, and learning and development within companies. Um, she's a serial entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that when she talks about, in her bio, serial entrepreneurship, she talks about she failed at three of those. Mm -hmm. Failed at three, and two, she exited out of by sale, right? Which is awesome. And our, our guest in the, in the future is, is someone that's also done that. Um, she's a coach, a speaker, an ordained minister. Yes. Fun fact about me, I'm an ordained minister as well. Woohoo! I no feel one, like I'm sitting amongst... No one probably knew that. <laughs> We're not willing to call us. That, that oh, okay. is a story for another day. <laughs> That's a story, that is a story for another day. Yeah. Um, and she's been featured on numerous local and cable media outlets. K.O. attended college in both New York and North Carolina. She has multiple executive education certificates from institutions like Harvard and MIT. I'm a huge learner. I love executive ed, so the fact that you have that, I, I'm a, I, I love it. I think it's amazing, as well as professional certifications in strategic human resources and workforce development. Um, again, everything we do here is team building, people related, and organizational development focused. You are a perfect um, leg to this tripod today. We appreciate you being here. Fun fact about KO is, per her words, she is a fried chicken whisperer. So, K.O., please explain to the 10 people that are going to listen to this, unless you, can get, <laughs> unless, unless you get more viewership, Dude, so what the hell is a fried chicken whisperer? Yeah, so it's just someone who identifies the best fried chicken anywhere they go. It can be grilled, baked, fried, roasted, um, twisted around, put in the twirl, whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> everywhere I travel, everywhere I go, I am intentional about going to try fried chicken. It's because it's one of those comfort foods that I was raised mm. on by mom. And so, you know, my mom's fried chicken, I better say this, is the best fried chicken, right? But, you know, when you go to travel, you want to see what everybody else is doing. It reminds you of that Sunday dinner at the table. And so I go and I have those moments, even when I'm out of town that's traveling. And my favorite fried chicken during my travels is, was on my way back from Charlotte. I uh, passed this little small town, a uh, small restaurant called Thelma's. Ooh. And um, it was delicious. It came hot, crispy. It was perfectly seasoned. You know, it didn't have too much salt on it. It was just right. And I could drench it in hot sauce. And we won't mm. go through the hot sauce debate oh. today. 
right? Because well, we can know, talk about hot sauce for a whole episode. We're not going to do that because we might fight, right? <laughs> we might. We might. We might. But it was so good, and the service made it even better, and it reminded me mm. of that moment, you know, yeah. sitting down at the table. And so I'm a fried chicken whisperer. I make it my business to be intentional about remembering that moment um, that I had with family, but I do it when I'm in traveling. I love it. And, and I love that you mentioned the service Boom. because I was going to ask yes. you, you know, is, what, what part of the component does that play, the service with the food? I mean, it plays, I mean, I, I think I think the food tastes better when the service is good, that right? That is fact. It's uh, just, yeah, yeah, especially comfort food. All the time, you know, when people come and they're courteous, they're kind, they're asking questions, they're making sure that they show up for you when they need you, when you need them to, and they're providing food that's good. It's just, so oh, this is fantastic. You can go to a really top-notch restaurant and order the best meal, but if the service is bad, then you'll never go back. Because the food the food won't taste right because you know it wasn't created with that love that you're looking for in the meal that you're taking in. And I think there's a difference too between what I would call maybe canned service mm. at a fancy restaurant where it's 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 almost like it's, it's um, scripted. It's scripted yeah. as opposed scripted. to you know the folks that are cooking it they're going to sit down at your table. It's the authentic self. Yes, that's right. Absolutely. That's right. That's a totally different. And level. that's a big part in people development, right? Mm-hmm. You know, showing up as your authentic self, authentic leadership. It's a it's a key component to becoming and you know and to training people on how to become also. Yeah. Yeah. So I have one question about fried chicken before we move on to on. the reason you're here today. Yeah. Fried chicken at your mother's house. Yes. Is it fried in an iron skillet? It is fried in a cast iron cast skillet. Cast iron skillet. There you go. My and mouth is watering. Shout out to 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 Whitney Harrell, my <laughs> lovely wife. She makes some really damn good fried chicken as well. Cast iron skillet. Oh my goodness, Whitney makes a hell of a mess. Whitney, I'm available for dinner. Yes. <laughs> We're gonna, Whitney. Yes, Ko's gonna come over and she's gonna whisper this fried chicken. We're gonna yeah. see where you rate on the on the scale of yeah, uh, sure of good. Thelma's to whatever's at the bottom. <laughs> whatever's at the bottom, we know it won't be at the bottom though. Yeah. Um, so you have sort of a, a, a mantra. And its purpose as a blueprint. Now, Jody, I don't know, is, is as familiar, and I, I think probably most of the people in this area are, but it's such a fantastic story. I don't want to get lost on it because yeah. I want to get lost in your purpose as a blueprint. Yep. Um, but I feel like talking about mm-hmm. True Colors and the mission and how it was formed mm-hmm. and the 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 people that are there yep. is going to lead us to that discussion. So yeah. tell us a little bit about True Colors, your role. I love um, how you connected to get there mm-hmm. and where you're headed today. And this is all about purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a couple of things that we may pimp through the conversation later just out of curiosity, but yeah. let us know. Yeah, so True Colors was started uh, before it was started. So in 2015, a young man um, by the name of Shane Simpson was gunned down over on Castle Street. And uh, our founder and CEO, George Taylor, was appalled. He didn't realize that there were gangs in Wilmington because he lived, you know, in his bubble in Landfall. He reached out to a couple of people he knew who connected him to who they thought was the top gangster in town. And that sparked a conversation that eventually led to opening True Colors. He spent about a year and a half talking to gangs. trying to figure out what they did and why they did what they did. And what he learned is that they weren't tied to the drug trade. Um, They weren't even tied to violence. It really didn't 
coincide with each other. He learned that there was an economic and exclusion issue and that he wanted to address those things. And so he ran a test and brought in three of those gang members in to work for a company he had at the time called Untapped. And, you know, you would think that it would be a big cultural disconnect, but after 24 hours, they were the most popular people in the building. And one of the guys, uh, Blanc, still holds a record for the most demos book because what you realize is that they were able to take those street skills and translate mm -hmm. them into the boardroom, which is an important component in building people. And you fast forward uh, a year later, uh, George put out a call for anyone with leadership. If you were willing to come in to say yes to change, we had a job for you. And that began, began the original 11 of our first Disrupt You class um, for True Colors, and that was in July of 2017. Um, I did not come into True Colors until September 2017. I uh, was traveling. I had just I had an event in set design business for about 11 years, and I was having this awakening where I wanted to do more purpose, um, and I just felt the need to exit. And I was fortunate; they had tons of inventory, and I was able to uh, sell it to a local rental company. I was able to sell the contracts that I had, and who knew that a girl grew, that grew up in Brooklyn would be able to sell something that she built mm -hmm. in Little Old Wilmington, North Carolina. And um, I didn't know what would happen next, so I started doing uh, workshops for women based on Dr. Seuss books, Lessons of Leadership for Powerful Women Who Aspire to Lead. And it was stories like the Lorax, you know, who speaks for the trees? How do you speak for people who don't have a voice, but show them how to use their voice and cultivate them from there? And I just so happened to be in New York City speaking for the Women's Venture Fund, and George Taylor was also there. And I said, hi, George, Kalila. Somebody tried to introduce us by email, but we never got a chance to connect in person. And it was at that time where we had our first conversation, had dinner, and I told him a story about a young girl who grew up in Brooklyn, New York, who had a hard time in her life and some struggles, and she got into some trouble. And after she got out that trouble, she realized that the American dream she wanted wasn't about a house or a picket fence, even though, yes, we'll take it. But it was about making impact in the lives of others. And he looked at me and was like, that's powerful. And I was like, yeah, that's my story. And he was like, I need you to come tell the guys. And so that began my journey with True Colors, my first day in as just a guest speaker for a 30-minute presentation. Yeah. That is, it's awesome, man. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's actually, it's right like, now. it's so, it's so awesome. It's, it's, it's like, shit. Where do you go from there? I know. Right? Like, like, talk about serendipity, man. Just right place, right time. And right uh, skills. Think about that. So the things that I went through. Sometimes we look at things that happened in our past and we dismiss them, but they all connect to what you will eventually need at some point in time in your life. You just have to learn and find coaches like you guys to understand how to translate that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, purpose. Man. Let's talk about it. So, uh, I have, so in, in my company, Southern Cross, the Southern Cross is a constellation, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. it, is the, it is the North Star of the Southern Hemisphere, so to speak. But I use it because uh, I think, and you'll see this, I think there's this sort of natural tendency to talk about direction and asthmus. And really, for me, like when I when I when I talk about if I'm I'm thinking in terms of even the logo that I have for my company, it's an azimuth, right? But it's an azimuth toward purpose. Mm -hmm. um, it's that shining beacon yeah. that you're that you're heading toward, right? Yeah, so good. So, your mantra, purpose as a blueprint. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, let's let's flesh this thing out. Yeah, so, you know, when people often think about purpose, they think that it's something that you just do. But purpose for me is, it's like pain and passion that equals purpose. Mm 
you know, you go back to an experience you had or something that you knew that you needed or somebody else needed, and it became a passion and you just went for it. It's something that you go to each and every day and you return to, you know, when you go, go back home. Purpose is something that's longstanding. I have this 3P concept, people-focused, purpose-driven, profit aligns through the hard way. You know, you can have all three of those things, and purpose is often intertwined. It's not what you say. It's not your title. It's who you are and what you do. And you do it, you know, not because um, you want something from it. You do it because it's just this thing that you feel on the inside of you that drives you to continue to provoke change in the lives of people. And, you know, purpose for me, and I didn't realize it, honestly, until I got the True Colors, I knew that I wanted to to, to impact people, but you really don't understand the impact that you're capable of making until those people are in front of you. You know, and I'm sure with you guys being consultants and working with people from all different levels, they have things in them and it often takes somebody else to stir it up and bring it out. And that's purpose. It's when you can go to somebody and you can help them discover what's on the inside of them so they can also become who they are supposed to be. It's there. Um, it's not that they have an identity crisis. They have not been able to identify with those components yet. And, you know, purpose is that, that past pain that I experienced growing up in Brooklyn and having this challenge in life and, you know, being ashamed even of some of the things that I experienced and then finding a passion to want to help people that may have been in situations similar to myself or who had something powerful in them but didn't know how to do it. And that became purpose for me. Um, Simon Sinek says people, you know, don't buy um, always what you have. They buy your why. And yeah. so when you are looking at a purpose as a blueprint, you have to <clears throat> hone in first on your why because if you know your why you'll always figure out your how yeah um i just want to caveat on something you said your three p's profit yes, aligned being the third yes. i got a stat written down and it totally is like perfect for this uh it's that 70 percent of people define their purpose through work mm. um millennials even more so but i i love how you say profit aligned because because honestly, like we have goals, right? And we want to achieve results. And in, in the business world, or even even as, as a person, as a father, mm -hmm. as a husband, ultimately how we achieve those goals, it has very much to do with, with profit too, That's right. right? Absolutely. Um, and I just find it, it makes, you know, you, it's sort of, that was my aha moment for a second. You, you're talking about that because when I saw that statistic, I was like, that's interesting because I feel that way. I'm mm -hmm. definitely one of this, one of these 70%. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, profit aligned. I think that is, I think it, I think it's a great, it's a great emphasis on it because I think you have, it shows that, hey, this stuff can be about, we can still be impactful. Mm -hmm. We can still make people better. That's right. And we can still do great things and we can still, we can take care of ourselves. Yeah, you know, there's a story by a guy named Ray Anderson. Um, he started a company called Interface a long, long time ago in the 1970s. And he was the first uh, person to begin to talk about sustainability and uh, impact companies. He made carpet. But he thought that the carpet was destroying the environment. So he was intentional on creating a 20-year plan um, on how to stay profitable right, is the key, but also how to make impact on his people and on community. And that's like stakeholder capitalism. People, it's possible. And I think that that's the new world of today, to be people-focused, purpose-driven, and profit-aligned. You know, people do things because they have a reason to do it, but they also want to make sure that their needs are met. Um, and that's the new world of work, the new world of play, and the new world of business. Can't be separated. Yeah. 
There's a, it's interesting that you say that. There's a book by Christina Woodkey. I can't remember. I think it's called Focus, but it's about goal setting. And the mm-hmm. company is a startup. Mm-hmm. And they, it's about being impactful, but it's a startup, right? I mean, yeah. why does it exist? It mm-hmm. exists. They want to make money. That's right. You have to because that sustains money. the mission. Yes, right? absolutely. The, yeah. the profit sustains the mission. You can't keep coaching people or cultivating people or working with people um, from uh, diverse backgrounds if you don't have the profit to be able to supply the needs that they have. You know, it's it's I'm I'm for you know helping people. That's what we do. You know, but we also have to be clear and have a deep understanding that in order to do that, it's going to require um, a monetary investment and so there has to be an alignment with profit and so many people are afraid to use that other p-word when they talk about purpose and so we also have to you know help leaders become comfortable in mentioning the profit word when it comes to purpose and passion and people because you can't just show up and do things and not expect to you know not not just have a return but have a way to continue to sustain what they're doing and so profit alignment is a big one I think for me and for a lot of people because you want to keep doing what you're doing and it's only one way to do that. And, and I was just thinking, how do you how do you help people bridge that gap? Mm-hmm. Because people want to talk about mm-hmm. people and purpose, mm-hmm. but then when you mention the other P, it's, it's almost you know like a bad word. Yeah. <laughs> and so how do you help them bridge that gap? I think you have to start from the end and work your way back up. Like, what's the goal? you know, of the organization. Yeah. Like, so um, for us, you know, we we want to unite communities and we do that with the product that is beer, you know, and so we have to meet a certain sales margin in order to be able to unite communities. So you start from the goal and then you work your way back to show them how you have to meet it. And I think that, you know, helping the individual, the leader, um, understand that component of what's needed in order to sustain the business, it starts with the conversation. Everything is sparked there. I always believe that conversation challenges what you believe, and it's also foundational for skills. So if I have a conversation with you, I may change your perspective or your mind about a situation and circumstance, but that belief becomes foundation for me teaching you new skills, and that skills may be you understanding that you have to have a profit alignment, and this is how you can do it and still do good. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you find it difficult to, so obviously let's take the brewery, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's so many components to this Mm -hmm. thing. There's the actual manufacturing, the brewing process, the sales process, the marketing process, and you're bringing in people Mm -hmm. that are, that you're having to train through disrupt, disrupt you, which Mm -hmm. I think is fantastic name for your university at True Colors. Mm -hmm. Um, and we always say it's the soft skills that are hard to come by. It's the technical skills that you that you teach. But do you find it difficult to sort of translate that greater purpose into smaller, uh, actionable items within components of the overall organization, or is it just? I mean, is it just taken, or do they just take to it? No, it's a challenge, you know, and it's it's not just a one-time thing. So disrupt you is disruption of what you believe about yourself, disruption of what you thought was possible, and it's eight weeks, life skills, social mm. skills, business skills, and beer. And those soft skills are extremely challenging, you know, teaching you that, 
eye contact is a level of respect and doesn't mean that you have a problem with someone because of your upbringing and where you come from. Some things mean something different. So teaching you how to translate that or you telling me that you are a smooth talker and I'm telling you, no, you're a master communicator and we're going to learn right. how to cultivate that skill. And it always has to be addressed, but it doesn't stop after that eight weeks, Garrett. You know, after eight weeks, you know, of course, my initiation, we skydive. And after that skydive jump, you go into a 90-day internship with stretch assignments um, and getting over learning curves. And then you go on this career track. But we're constantly doing things inside the building internally that's a part of culture to continue to build upon those concepts, to continue to build upon those soft skills. The, the, the hard skills, they're challenging, but they're readily available. The soft skills are the ones that you have to begin to adapt to. There's a book called Atomic Habits, and it mm -hmm. teaches you, Great you know, book. yeah, you know, so I use that cue craving reward concept. And so I don't have to tell you what habits to break. I can just teach you new ones. And so the first two weeks in Disrupt You is the hard honeymoon phase. The next couple of weeks is the fight through. And then those final weeks is second nature, you know. And so you've already begun to adapt to this change of showing up on time, doing what you said you're going to do and injecting positivity. Um, something that for some companies is, may sound like a luncheon. For us, we have luncheons every month where we bring in outside groups. And I mentioned that to you. Mm -hmm. We brought in the moms in mourning a couple of weeks ago. And these are moms who also lost their kids to um, street violence or other ways and we sat down had lunch with them and had a conversation but it reminded the guys of the why right and it also helped them with those soft skills having conversations meaningfully with people being able to network and communicate you know across divides um, across generations you know and um, so I'm constantly having events on a weekly basis or implementing something to try to change the, um, the scenario of the conversation and what they learn also in True Colors, which you may not know, is uh, early on we learned that communication was challenging. There wasn't a lot of um, connection. And so I designed something called True Community, and it's based on gang culture. I split the gang up into tribes internally, and they compete. They elect a head coach, and they compete based on work performance, um, friendly competitions that are outside their norm, beyond the block experiences, so that we're not going to play basketball. It's too easy. Let's go kayak, right? Um, or let's go fishing. And um, also, perspective giving back to the community. So every month, each tribe submits a play sheet on their plays. So I served in Norwich, North Carolina, or I went and my credit was boosted by 12, 26 points. And instead of getting points, you get community cash because you become the baller of the quarter, right? <laughs> if you make the most cash. And that just means that you perform the most, you know, and you're highlighted and you can translate that community cash into experiences that changes your perception about life. And at the end of the year, the top three performers compete with the pitch on why they deserve the top prize, which is typically a trip to the Bahamas um, that we send them on. Again, it's about experiences. Right. And so that was designed in line with that Disrupt You framework. So formal classroom training, a development activity where you get to research what you heard, a special project. You, you get to present what you heard from your perspective in your own voice to boost confidence. Then I reinforce that with what I call beyond the block experiences. I want to take you to use these things that you learned in real time. And so true community has become a really big asset for us because it's due, through there, I get to drive some of the change that we want to see in developing those soft skills, building future leaders, um, continuing to drive unity, and helping them understand leadership from a different perspective of translating those block skills into the boardroom. What, what would you say is one of the biggest obstacles in the soft skills, if you could you know, put your finger on one that kind of 
tends to be a theme that you have to overcome with with folks coming through. Conflict intervention, like those conversations. Um, Press, who's our um, one of our top brewers, um, in the beginning, everybody thought that the loudest person in the room was the person that was heard. And they're learning and understanding that it's not about tone. You know, um, you can have authority being soft-spoken. So being able to sit and listen, active listening skills, and then have meaningful conversations to get to the root of the matter without, you know, getting upset or angry. And so we're intentional about those conversations. Um, third Thursday, we have lunch, and I break up the whole team into conference rooms with conversation cards to ask questions to get to know each other. And so yep. everything is so intentionally yeah. done inside um, because we just have to do it, and it can't stop. You know, um, it can't stop. Can't it has to stop. continue. No, it, it can't stop. It's yeah. I was just talking to a, a, a previous guest. I was talking offline um, to, and I, I told her with with her company. I was like, listen, there's in the military. We work through this thing. It's a plan of actions and milestones, right? And I'm like, this is something that gets instituted in your company because you need. You can't stop. You have to have continued continued investment, mm -hmm. and you have to gauge discretionary effort. Right? Mm -hmm. We need people. We can only we can only talk to people so many times, and we can do these fun exercises, and we can learn things. But but you you can't take your foot off the gas. No, you can't. You and, can't take your foot off the gas. And that's like right now, like based on the state of the the country and where yeah. companies are. You know, last year we saw tons of DEI initiatives, well, JEDI initiatives, justice, equity, diversity, inclusion, mm -hmm. all these initiatives. And it was a, a plan that they wanted to implement for the right now. But it can't be. It has to be something that's systematic. It has to continue. There has to be, uh, I think in the military they call it rhythms, right? You have to get your battle, battle rhythm, rhythm. And you have yeah. to continue it over and yes. over again yeah. it can't stop they have to evolve and change yeah. you know I mean you look at what people want now and we talked about being part of the line millennials they care about the money but they care more about flexibility and purpose and development and development yeah, yeah. And, and, and so you know um, as you I'm fascinated with this disrupt you and it's I'm like totally in my head about it right <laughs> It, it, in a, a previous guest we had on was talking about the mentorship program they have and within their team mm -hmm. At what point do you see, you know, kind of the more senior people on your team, you know, that have, have gone through Disrupt You and they've got a little salt on their shoulders. At what point do you see them bringing in and helping the younger, the newer people on your team? So right, right away, um, when we have, we have to recruit different for mm -hmm. gang. And so we have an open house and they, they, they call like a bar call. They call to each conference room to meet each team leader and team. And uh, once you go into Disrupt You, you get assigned to a senior leader, a senior person in the company as a mentorship. You check in, um, we ask them to have lunch at least twice a month. And uh, they begin doing that already. At the beginning, there was a lot of challenges, just making sure that it was structured the right way and so um, we've done that probably about two cycles now through Disrupt You and from that um, we just started once a reverse mentorship for non-gang hires where they come in and they get a small version of Disrupt You where I teach them about the business the brand and beliefs why we are here what got started and then they have lunch with one of the gang guys to spark that initial conversation to get to know who they are so I call that a reverse mentorship that's amazing it is there's so many takeaways from this conversation. Um, if you if you're listening to this and you're a leader in anything, I'm hope you I hope you're taking notes and it's a good thing that this you can hit rewind because there's so much like just from an organizational perspective, the things that you're doing mm. with your people mm. are amazing. And it's stuff that needs to get incorporated in other places. And I, I mean, 
So I, I suck at statistics, but I love being <laughs> able to recite them. But I, I literally, so National Speed, right? Another George Taylor uh, yeah. company. I was, I was talking to some guys from National Speed the other day. And I explained to him, I was like, you know, 85% of executives understand the importance of professional development. Mm -hmm. Um, 5% only have programs in place. Like Mm -hmm. there's a huge gap of developing your people. And and millennials and a previous guest said it it too. Millennials and even people today, they... It's not about the the nap pods and all the cool stuff that you have. It's about development. It's about purpose. Yes. People want to know that you care about yes. them. Yes, that's it. I was just going to yes. say. Yeah, and not just care about them because they work for you, but they you care even if they go because that means that you've given them all that they needed, and now they're moving on to something bigger and better. And it's okay when people leave if you did Absolutely. everything for them while they was there. And that's powerful. Because they're going to be your best recruiters. Yeah. They're going to be ambassadors mm-hmm. of, and they're just, you know, I always say be the drop that starts the ripple. Yes. Right? So what's the ripple you're putting out in that world? And if you've created another Mm -hmm. positive leader that you're putting into another organization, you know, I mean, they're going to go out and do amazing things. Yeah. I've seen some of the guys that are active gang uh, relocate and go get jobs elsewhere. And that for me was just like, wow, you know, you didn't, you just, you you went because you knew you could, you got something and you excelled in it, you know, and Professional development for me is important, you know, uh, for our team. I have to do a little bit of personal development also, like that money, housing, transportation, and healthy yeah. relationships because, you know, sometimes you just don't know that change is in both areas. Yeah. And so we help with housing and transportation and things like that. But that professional development, when Press was able to get his level one sister home certification, it was a big deal for him. It gave him a sense of pride. When Dacius, who was in the original class, came in and wouldn't speak because he had served 10 years in prison and he came home two months later he got this job he was in our first class working out with our trainer at the time named Josh and now Tank is certified from the National Association of Sports Medicine and he is the trainer yeah. you know and so cool like those that? changes so cool. getting goosebumps yeah. Yeah. yeah dude I'm telling you like, yeah, and it's, it's powerful so cool. when you give I mean it's like a tool like look yeah. here you can yes go do it you know and Absolutely. so so many stories like that and we have uh, Udemy you know of course access for the entire team to it um, and did disrupt you it's not just for the onboarding. We'll put out a few access to classes if you need to. Like we have a, a bank coming in uh, ne- next month for Finance Friday to help work through things like uh, how you budget, how you bank, how you save, save for retirement. And so we try to pop up those things throughout the time. But professional development is it. It changes someone's life. It changes their perspective. It changes what they believe, not just about themselves, but about you as a leader. So I call that driveway to driveway leadership. Ooh. It's as important to know uh, as much about the person and the driveway they leave from (laughs) as the driveway they pull into when they show up at work. That's so good. I'm going to use it. I'll quote you. (laughs) It's it's yours. Have it. Driveway Uh, to driveway leadership. That's so good. I love it. Um, We got the hand and arm signal. Okay. Uh, They've been waving frantically at us. Time to start wrapping up. Uh, This, I think there's like this, we've got to do this again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think there's so much more to to pull out, pull mm-hmm. the thread on this stuff. Um, I highly, I mean, people, you need to connect with with, with KO. She's fantastic. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you the opportunity to, to tell people how in a second. But if you could leave just some words of wisdom or mm-hmm. just, just something today to, to whoever's listening to this, mm-hmm. what is it that you would say? Oh, man. 
Tough. I think the impact starts with an eye. And so before we develop people, we have to make sure we develop ourselves. And when we begin to understand who we are, when we begin to understand who we are and what we are called to do, we can help people find their authentic selves also. And so purpose is not what you say, it's not what they call you, it's always what you do. And what you do is based on who you know you are, your authentic self. Oh man. That is amazing. It is amazing. How can people connect with you? Yeah, so I'm Kalila Equips on all social handles. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, LinkedIn, uh, Snapchat, hey. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I also have uh, a website. It's myfirstandlastname.com, kalilaalokanola.com. That's a great way to connect also. And I mean, look, check me out on LinkedIn. Send me a message. I'm up for virtual coffee all the time. I love talking to people about purpose and passion and um, figuring out how you can do more, be more. Perfect. Uh, I owe you lunch because we talked about that before. We're going to do this at some point because I just want to have one of those cups of coffee with you as well because it's you just learn so much. Um, thank you for being with us today. Greatly appreciate your time. Uh, it's going to be hard to beat My this conversation. Yeah, it's going to be hard, going <laughs> be hard to, to beat me. this conversation. Uh, thanks for everybody that's paying attention. Again, this was KO. Uh, Jody and myself, Garrett, uh, and this was presented by Southern Cross Leadership Solutions. Thank you. Thanks for watching Building Better Teams. Visit southerncrosscrew.com for more information on how we can help you build and sustain high-performance teams one leader at a time.